Welcome. I'm Jamie Walters, and this is a special bonus episode of the Design Show Show. In our main episodes, we've been able to hear from many of the show house designers on their installation process and how they came to Holiday House. This episode is not that much different. Holiday House and IMG, Interior Marketing Group, hosted an evening at Holiday House focusing on IMG founder, Cheryl Eisen. This year, Cheryl and her team at IMG worked to decorate and design the six-level staircase and landings in the house. They created a total ombre look that went from the basement to the top pool floor. Their design actually helped anchor all the differently designed rooms in the house and made climbing all the stairs a much more pleasant journey. Holiday House founder Iris Denkner led the Q&A titled Designing a Fempire. Hi, well welcome to Holiday House. It's exciting tonight. We um, are thrilled to have Cheryl here. <laughs> I um, have to say before I start, I met Cheryl about three months ago when we were introduced by a mutual friend and she came in to look at the space. Um, and most of the spaces were taken and I said, you know what, I have the biggest challenge. I can give you all the landings, right? She looked at it and she went, okay, we can do it. And I'm, I'm not just saying this, but I think the success of this year's house is mainly because you tied it together and made it so cohesive. So I thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Cheryl Eisen, celebrity interior designer and president of Interior Market Group, founded IMG in 2007. IMG is the largest full-service interior design and marketing firm in the United States, combining their unique design aesthetic with a strategic marketing PR package. The firm goes beyond standard industry offerings to deliver market-defying results. IMG services Miami, New York City, Los Angeles, the Hamptons, Connecticut. IMG is a woman-owned and a woman-run organization. Woo! <laughs> Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Well, to get started, Cheryl, I know you went from a startup to a multi-million dollar corporation. How did your career start? Um, let's see. Uh, I started a company when I was 24, and I did that for 10 years. It was back in the internet era. And did you study to no, I actually didn't go, I didn't even graduate high school, if we're being honest. I didn't go to college. Don't do this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> just so happened, I just wasn't a great classroom person. But um, I did uh, internships uh, instead, and I got school credit for that, um, and then just created a great work ethic. I just absorbed computers, and so this was the age of technology um, when it, the internet had just begun, and this was the 90s if you can remember back that far, right? Anyway, so I started an internet company, which I did for 10 years, and then the internet bubble burst, um, and I was completely destitute. I was broke, I, my company went out of business, and I was 35, and had no job, nobody would hire me. Um, so I had no choice but to like find some other, you know, completely other career to start. So I got my um, real estate license and started selling real estate, uh, and realized very quickly that if I was going to compete as a real estate broker in New York City, of which there are many talented brokers, I needed to have some differentiating factor. 
So I started to design my own listings and stage them. And very immediately, they all started selling very quickly uh, for more money. And other brokers started to see that and say, well, who staged this? Can they stage my unit? And so that's how I became a stager. And then that sort of uh, uh, sparked a 12-year career here in staging and interior design. Um, started as just me, and then me and one person, and then me and three people, and every year it doubled until now we're almost 80 people, mostly women, mostly women managers, and uh, we're, we're the fempire, we call it. It's a lot of fun. It's pretty incredible. You know, I didn't know that about your schooling. It's like you kind of, like, just dream big, and also it's, you built yourself back again you know, after doing one thing and it wasn't successful. So it's like... Never give up. Never give up. Well, let's, let's hear a little bit about behind the scenes of your business. What does IMG offer and what's different your staging than what other designers do? Well, staging for everyone, I don't know if everyone knows what that is, but it's basically decorating a, um, a property that's for sale to make it look, uh, you know, like uh, the lifestyle level of someone who wants to buy the apartment. So not only does it sort of dictate what the space can function as in every corner, but also you want it to feel like a home. You don't want it to feel staged or cold or austere. You really want it to feel like a completed, beautiful home that you can just move right into. So we sort of... Um, took it to the next level and we do full-on interior design in 12 days for like a mansion this size for example um and we how many days 12 days so 12 we've got well that's why we have so many people and logistics and we have a huge warehouse of furniture so it's basically interior design on speed right so it's 12 days you're in you're out and it's done it has to have wallpaper drapes area rugs beautiful furniture accessories books light fixtures, um, everything. Do people often come in and want the apartment as is, like turnkey? Absolutely, and we also do turnkey rentals. But yes, oftentimes, the higher the price point, we do $5 million to $100 million. That's our niche um, for properties uh, sales. So most of the time, they buy it if it's usually above $10 million, because why not be able to move right into something that you've already fallen in love with? It just makes more sense. So. Right. So when you're doing it, when you're designing, do you like not go with like big trends or things that are gonna like be too specific to exactly to one person? So the difference between interior design and staging is that interior design, as everyone knows, you're sort of um, designing a space that speaks to the personality and the taste of the owner. Right, uh, and staging is the opposite. You're depersonalizing the space so that it doesn't feel so taste-specific as to alienate anyone. It has to feel like everyone's home and that you can imagine your own life there. So it can't be too taste-specific. So there's a fine line. You don't want it to be bland, but you want it to feel alive. Um, but you know, so we use a lot of neutral tones, very Kelly Hoppin, who, who's a big inspiration of mine. But everyone, who doesn't love Kelly Hoppin? I mean, there's nothing not to like about it, right? And it is. It's just very calming and beautiful. Exactly. Do you prefer staging or working with clients and doing design? 
staging. I'm not gonna lie. It's so much easier. I mean, we have an interior design department. It is. It's just a dream. It's like it's having the perfect client who doesn't exist or tell you what to do. It's great. But we also do interior design, and, and that department is more client facing. And okay, so let's ask you this now: Who are your clients, or do you have any celebrity clients that you're allowed to share with us? Uh, yes, my <laughs> she's telling you she's yes. We she knows which NDAs we've signed. Let's see, um, we've done Frederick Eklund, all of his homes, uh, and for years, Bethany Frankel. We've done several of her homes, including the one that she's in now, which was in Architectural Digest. Um, we've done Kim and Kanye West uh, when they were in the city. We did their place here. We've done, who else? Mariska Haggerty's uh, new thing that just came on the market, her townhouse. We just did that. It's in all the papers. And, and so on and so on. Who else? Uh, Daniel Craig bought one of our places. Uh, and so on. I can just keep going. Wow. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend just bought one of our places totally furnished, which is one of those examples. Even the art. Yeah. So down to everything. Down to everything. Wow. So what would you describe your design style as? What's your aesthetic? Uh, again, it's, it's layered neutrals, for sure. Um, we use a lot of texture instead of color to you know, make a space more warm and dramatic. I love grass cloth wallpaper. It's one of my favorite things. Um, and then I love mohair. So textures and you know, sort textures. of layered textures, but in neutrals. And then I love sculptural light fixtures. There's that one in the staircase, which is absolutely stunning. Love Isn't that. Isn't that incredible? Love to me, it. that looks like a piece of jewelry, like the last finishing touch yeah. when the house got ready. It's, it's that beautiful. piece of jewelry. Yeah. And then I love oversized artwork. So we actually have an art department in our company that just sits around and makes art all day, like 20-foot pieces or you know, 10-foot pieces, whatever they we actually want. actually paint it there? They yeah, we have an art department. They paint, they do mixed media. Uh, so, yeah, it's amazing. If you're ever looking for any help, I'd love <laughs> You'd love to come <laughs> I'd in love and a do job. It. <laughs> it's so much fun. That's what I would love to be really? doing. <laughs> it's a great job. So where do you get your inspiration from? When I first started, again, I had no training in interior design. I just had a Kelly Hoppin book. Uh, it was one of her first books, I think, and I was just mesmerized. And I thought, let me just do stuff that looks just like that. And that's how I learned. So I just sort of, that's where I was inspired uh, initially. And then I just sort of, from there, sort of developed an aesthetic, I guess. Um, and I'm inspired by all the interior designs that I see in magazines and online um, by other people's work, OPW. <laughs> that's where I get my ideas. Um, so what do you think some of the common design mistakes homeowners and designers make? Homeowners, no, I, I always see people make the mistake of using furniture that's too tall, which makes the ceilings look lower. Interior design and staging, there's a, there's a science behind staging and then there's a psychology to it. Um, you know, these little mind tricks. One Any is that you can share with us? Well, this is, yes, exactly. So this is it. Use low-profile furniture so the ceilings look higher. That's one. Use, if you can, a lot of mirrors because it doubles the size of a room and it doubles the amount of windows and light in a room. And always put like a really interesting light fixture in the center of a room because it just makes it feel more finished. Um, and I love wall coverings. I love 
grass cloth wallpaper, and, and even an, an accent paint color just adds drama. The other thing I always see people do is use area rugs that are too small. I don't know if anyone's seen this, but the larger the area rug, the larger the room is, period. End of story. It's a pet peeve. <laughs> so go large with... Go big with stuff. Big and low. Big and low. Okay. So common design challenges you face when you go into you know, a new apartment or an old apartment. Uh, a new apartment. Sometimes the shapes of apartments are very awkward and it's hard to figure out how to, to make the space work. For example, we just did the Woolworth Tower um, residence. And it's just a giant, it was like the f a football field. We also did the, the Pierre penthouse, um, which is the size of a football field, the living room. The question is then, do you make 10 different seating areas, one giant seating area, three seating areas? It's hard to figure it out. Um, but we have found that the largest possible seating area you can create creates a really beautiful flow um, versus several small seating areas, which makes it feel like a small, a smaller space that you just have several seating areas in versus a grand, wow, gigantic space. So like in this space, he covered the entire floor. And you, would you also layer rugs? I like to layer rugs, yeah. It's, it's, it's a thing for sure. He, so he, right, he made the room look really large with this outer rug and then a little cozier on the central seating area with this smaller, more textured rug. It's really nicely done. Okay, so now we're going to get to what we all he want to hear about, your fempire, and how, how that started, and what, what is your thoughts on it, and how it developed? I mean, it developed organically. It's, you know, I started the company with zero funding. Um, the company has grown to its current size organically on the total, totally on the profits of the company. Uh, we have no funding. We have no, you know, uh, bank loans, we just, we, we grow this company on its sheer profits. So having it grown to 80 people just on pure profit, even with having to buy so much inventory, um, you know, and everything that goes along with that is pretty amazing. And I really believe, I started this company in about 2007, and so did my two main competitors here in New York, these two other staging firms, who are male-owned. Not that that means anything, I'm just saying. But tonight it does. Tonight <laughs> it means something because we've grown to 70, 80 people, and they are about 10 or 15 people, both of them. And we're clearly the largest and the most, sort of like the biggest brand in the industry. Um, and I think that speaks volumes as to how you know, when you have an army of women, uh, sort of the magic you can create. So my next question was going to be, what unique challenges of a woman-dominated woman company? You know, what are those challenges? It's probably the same thing that I think makes us great, which is that, uh, you know, we're emotional beings. And we're also brought up to be more comfortable expressing our emotions, even at work. I mean, you can't just shut that off because that's part of who we are. Um, and I think that that is a challenge because it's, you know, it's, it's a lot more to sort of, uh, you know, deal with and it, it, it makes it very sensitive, but I think it also creates like a closer sort of bond between us that, you know, there's le a level of empathy that I think really works in, um, in empowerment for uh, women in business. <laughs> What are your plans with IMG moving forward? Any goals or what would you like to see happen in the next 10 years? 
Well, we're growing um, geographically, as you've read. We're doing work in other states. Um, we're also uh, increasing the business offerings to commercial spaces. We're creating like WeWork spaces for big uh, commercial, you know, empty spaces. It's there's some exciting different areas that we're doing. We're creating a home line, um, you know, which is which makes perfect sense because. Can you tell us a little bit? about that home line? That yeah, sounds we just, exciting. we just toe-dipped into it. We have our first thing, which is our bedding line, um, because we were buying so much bedding. We have 150, just to give you an example, we have 150 mansion-sized homes, right, any, at any given time on the market, so they're everywhere. And we've got how many, five beds per each of them. So we buy so much bedding, we thought, let's just make it. We couldn't even find bedding we loved enough, so we make it ourselves. and. Now we've got IMG bedding in these homes, and we have like the perfect visual demographic who's going in and buying our stuff. We figured we would try to upsell to them. It's something we've just rolled out. So you're gonna move forward with furniture and other pieces now? That's my dream, because I can never find things that I love, like you know, when you're doing a giant living room, you can't, it's not easy to find a huge coffee table, right? I don't know if you've ever had that major issue. <laughs> so we make our own and we just want to you know make our own things that we see don't exist. Mm -hmm. so. Do you have like a big warehouse where you store everything that yes. you can do this in 10 or 12 days? Well that's the trick to it. You have to have the inventory. We have a 50,000 square foot warehouse with tons of everything so it's fun even being there. And We have a fabrication department so if we don't have it we'll make it. Just right. like the art department, if, it, if we don't have it, we'll make it, and very quickly. Uh, do you have like the same vendors that you have like your go-to for your grass cloth or your go-to for your window treatment? Uh, we make our own window treatments because you can never find window treatments on a, like a, in a rush that are the right height for New York City apartments. What's that about? I have no idea if anyone ever <laughs> So we just make our you own. You have to start it. <laughs> you do, you have to. <laughs> Um, yeah, we have vendors that, you know, I think a lot of designers use. And then, you know, we have to, to keep it authentic and not looking like a showroom. Um, we always, like, stick in one or two vintage pieces that we found on First Dibs or Craigslist or at some, you know, uh, antiques place. And so what's your favorite job that you're working on now? Favorite job I'm working on now? Or um, anything interesting that you're planning on? We're about to do a huge um, townhouse on the Upper West Side that's gigantic. Um, and it was in such weird shape. People are living there. But we're completely transforming it. It's got like dark wood paneling, you know, that kind of a thing. It feels very old school housey. But we're going to completely transform it into like a gorgeous, light, you know, airy mansion. So and you work exciting. with a contractor also to when you go into older? Yes, we have our painting crew, we have a contractor, electricians, um, everyone. It's a team. It, it it's an actually, army. Actually, if you're gonna have about 150 properties you need, you, do. you need a team that you can call on at any minute when you need whatever you need. Exactly. Well, it's pretty incredible in what she's done in 10 years. 10 years, 12? 10, 12, 12 yeah. years, <laughs> it's pretty incredible. So if you were gonna give anyone some advice, like things you've learned over the last 10 years, or somebody who might be starting in this, in this career, what would that advice be? In this career, well, if you're gonna start as an entrepreneur, the, one of the things that I always say is be prepared to completely sacrifice your life 
because that's for if you're going to be an entrepreneur and start your own company, it's all you're going to be doing for a while. There's enormous sacrifices I'm sure you've experienced. Absolutely. It's like it's every 24 seven. Exactly. Um, so there's that, but it's very rewarding, but you're alone out there. Uh, That's true. It's yeah. to know you're doing it, know that you're going to be happy doing it. You can't go into it and complain like you're so busy. That's just good how advice. it is. Yeah. Um, and then I think just from a creative standpoint, have a, you know, have a differentiating factor in any business. Uh, you know, I think one of the main things to have to differentiate you from everyone else, you've got to have whatever that thing is um, and know what it is and then be able to verbalize it and market it. And that's so what difference differentiates you from those other two companies that started at the same time that made you grow so big? Um, I firstly the look that we did was way more finished so I would do wallpaper and light fixtures and drapes and they would they don't do those things they just put furniture and it's a very different look um, and so that initially differentiated us and it sold faster because it was a warmer more finished look so those sort of things differentiated my work um, now that people are trying to you know sort of copy that look it's looking more and more similar to our stuff. So the thing that's differentiating us now is that we also, now that everything's pretty out there on the market because there's everything's basically staged for the most part, now it takes even more to differentiate your properties. So we do a whole marketing campaign behind it. We do PR, we, do, um, we get it on TV, we get it in the papers, we do a digital branding thing and branded events. And all of those things combined help sell a property now that everything looks pretty. So that's the thing that's different. So that's even the next step of yeah. not just being a staging company, but you take it to the next level by promoting it and and branding it and marketing it. Yep, interior marketing group. That's why I just had a great idea. If yeah. you come across a large enough house, we'd love to do holiday house in it next year. We should <laughs> for absolutely. We have tons of townhouses, so yeah. Bingo. Done. <laughs> At this point, Iris opens it up to audience questions, and I'll state the questions here since members of the audience weren't mic'd. Did you ever go back to school, take any interior design courses? No, I never took a course, um, just learned as I went along. I think there's probably a, a science to it that everyone who studied, you know, has a great understanding of that I don't. and. You know, 90% of the people who work at my company have studied interior design, and I learn from them even, you know. I just kind of know how to, um, very in a scrappy way, throw things together. Um, so that's my gift. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hire the right people that can make your vision happen. Exactly. It's all about the right people, actually. So for sure. And I saw, because I worked with them for the last, what was it, three weeks? and with 20 different crews in the house, and everybody wants to get up and down the staircase while they're working and picking swatches and paint colors. They were the most patient, and um, they really were, and, and professional, and they got it done. I don't know how they did. But they're did amazing. you everyone notice that the in from the bottom level to the fifth floor, it's all ombre going all the way up, so that with everybody running up and down the steps, they were able to paint an ombre. I, I don't know how they did it. 
I don't either. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well done, though. Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> and how did you get all the TV exposure? The TV stuff. Um, that's really exciting. Uh, just luck. I mean, I was out there when it was just me doing my stagings. I was like out there promoting myself, you know, writing articles, getting them sent out and see if anyone would pick them up. And eventually your name gets out there and people start to call you as an expert. I guess they're Googling, you know, staging experts or interior design experts. And it really catches on from there. And if you make, I made um, really strong relationships with CBS Living Large at the time and NBC Open House, which will be on this weekend. FYI. <laughs> and uh, Bravo, and Frederick Eklund, I was very fortunate to have hooked up with him before he was ever on TV. And when he became um, a TV personality, he brought us onto his show and we did two seasons. Um, we staged on that show and it was huge. You know, we, it got us great exposure, so that's fortunate. And so on and so on. And did that's you how like doing it? Love it. It's so cool. Because, you know, on TV, you know, you, you see the very fast thing happening. You see the before and then they overlay the after. Um, and then the weird drama that happens in between, which everyone can relate to. It's just exciting to have everyone witness it. It's really cool. Love it. Well, great. Well, thank you for being here with us tonight. Thank you. And if anybody has any other questions, they want to come up and speak to Cheryl. Thank you so much. Thank you, Iris. Learn more about Cheryl and her firm IMG at imgnyc.com. The Design Show Show is hosted by me, Jamie Walters, produced by Winton Wong, with music by Kimball Walters. <laughs> <laughs>